Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Blast Podcast, a show where we believe movies can be more than just movies. I'm your host, Steve Watts, joined as always by my co-host, McDreamy, and today we're going to be talking about Ridley Scott's Napoleon and Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Before we dive in, let's hear a word from our sponsor. As always, The Blast Podcast is presented by The Blast app, which is going to be available sooner than you may realize. Make sure you're following our Instagram page at Blast underscore movies underscore, our TikTok at Blast.movies, and our YouTube channel at Blast.movies to stay up to date on all of our latest content. There you'll find podcast clips, movie ticket reviews from Ty and myself, and up-to-date news on the progress of the app. Lastly, please make sure to check out our app's landing page at Blastmovies.net, where you can learn more about what Blast is going to be. Ty, I don't know how many times I got to tell you, man, it's it's an embarrassing week, but I'm looking at the notes here and I'm starting to lose hope for you. Look, I just do my job. The movies on the slate are the movies I'm going to get to. You know, I, I rip Thanksgiving and Napoleon back to back days, mind you. Same theater, same time slot. So give me a break. All right. But aside nice. aside from that, bare bones. I watched the new episode of Invincible. I think it's the best episode of the season. I don't think it's topped the best of season one, but still was really good and is leading up for a great mid-season finale, if that's what you want to call. So really, Sweet. really looking forward to you watching these in full. But we'll get there when you do. But yeah. since I didn't have any other movie experiences, I did want to talk about a great blast story I had this morning with a friend that I only talked to in March. We only... We, we went to high school together, sat at the same lunch table, did like the Stephen A. Skip Bayless like sport debate talks every day, but like weren't like in the same friend group or anything. So we go our separate ways and only talk to each other for March Madness. That's it. But he randomly texted me today to tell me because he sees us doing the pot all the time. He's like, hey, just wanted to reach out. Uh, I know it's not March, but wanted to let you know I finally watched both Knives Out, Knives Out movies. And I have a hot take for you. I liked the second one more. So, Ooh. like, you know what? I really disagree with you, but it was refreshing to hear this take. And I rattled off a couple hot takes for him, and I'm going to list them off for you just to get you a little fired up. Okay. One of them. <laughs> the Last Jedi is a top three Star Wars movie. That's the first one. Second one, Return of the Jedi is in fact better than Empire Strikes Back. I like that. Whoa. All right. One for two. One for two. I'll live with that. And, you know, I was, you know, expecting you to get a little more fired up about The Last Jedi, but maybe because we have too much to talk about. I've made my points. I'm just dead inside with that argument now. Um, and honestly, Rise of Skywalker helped me see some of the some of the better parts of Last Jedi. Do I think it's top three? Absolutely not. But maybe like top six. That's fair. You know, I'd put Empire in my top six. It's somewhere in there. But yeah, okay. Um, okay. Kicking off my week, uh, before I dive into my movies, I have to apologize because last week I forgot to give Morgan credit for an idea um, when we did the. Uh, life in the chapters of like killer style chapters it's her idea she's giving me a ton of shit for it um because i forgot to give her the shout out last week so wanted to set that straight but this week i started off with dune 1983 this is a movie i've been waiting a long time to watch um just because i didn't want anything spoiled for dune part two but oh my god like if the if (laughs) if dune part two isn't like tremendously better than the second half of that movie, we're going to be in big trouble with Villeneuve. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. That bad. I mean, my mom won't see the new one because she hated the original so much. So I'd imagine it's not that great. I mean, the special effects are shoddy. This is the cover. I have it on DVD <laughs> for some reason. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting one. It's like Blade Runner, but just not good. Um, that's, that's the comp there. (laughs) It's good comp. Uh, Yeah. Then the day after, um, or maybe a couple days after 
I was watching one of my favorite YouTubers, his name's Dylan is in trouble. And on his second channel, he has the series where he watches trailers for movies that he hasn't seen yet. And then guesses what the Rotten Tomatoes score is. And one of those trailers that he watched was everything everywhere all at once. And a portion of the parking lot confrontation um, between Joy and Evelyn uh, shows in that trailer. And I was already on the fence. So I, I stopped the video and I went over to YouTube and I watched the full clip. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Morgan is, is coming later today. We're watching it tonight. And we did. So amazing, man. Just uh. all timer, all timer. I just recommended it to my youngest sister. She's starting to dive into some more movies. And nice. I think she's ready for a little more like emotional deep cuts. I think I can get her with this one. It's, I have yet to find a person who does not like this movie. So I think it's a great one to recommend. I think I'm going to um, wait like three, four years to recommend Waves. I don't think she's ready for that one. Dude, just never do it. Spare her the pain. <laughs> That's probably what I'll end up doing. Um, then uh, we watched both of the movies that we're talking about on this pod today. We spent like five and a half hours at the theater, but I'll get into that. Um, but when we got home from the theater, we put on a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. This is a third movie. Holy hell. It's only like 30 minutes long, but it's awesome. Um, I love this. I love revisiting it um, every Thanksgiving. It's surprising to me. I remember the first time I like kind of watched it that was not in my childhood. And I was surprised by like the lack of political incorrectness that was there. I was expecting there to be a lot of bad stuff, but it holds up really well. So I'm glad. Good deal. Still, still okay to watch Charlie Brown. Absolutely. And then I wanted to close out this what we've watched section with a, a blast story of my own because one of my buddies is not like a super into movies at all. Um, he mostly just watches like the superhero stuff and rom coms. He's a big rom com guy, so we bond over that. And he texted me just out of the blue, like one in the morning on a Thursday night. And he was like, Hey man, um, I, I know what you mean with the Batman being better than the dark Knight, but I just disagree. And like, we went back and forth for a long time and long story short, we talked about how rotten tomatoes is horrible, how <laughs> Batman is really like just whatever, like a, a personal preference and the movies are all pretty much good. And we're going to party watch mask of the phantasm soon. So I'm oh. pumped. What a great, what a great resolution. Has he ever seen it? Um, he has not, no. And he also, like, my blast brain was going crazy because, <laughs> because he was talking about how, like, he f- sometimes he feels bad that, like, he, he it doesn't have as in-depth of a knowledge of film as I do since he hasn't seen as many, but he still loves talking to me about it. And I'm like, dude, I love talking to you, too, and that's why we're making Blast. Everybody has their own value of movies. I'm so glad, so glad you said that. When I was having the Knives Out powwow, uh, like my friend apologized. He's like, look, I like, this is how I feel. This is my take, but I know it's not like, you know, I'm not really a movie critic, so I don't know if this is a a valid take. I'm like, no, fuck all that. Like blast is all about empowering the, the average Joes like us and our stories that we want to tell. It was a great moment. It's Great just moment. about encouraging, to me, I think Blast is just about encouraging everybody to love film in their own way. And I was really glad. He's he's pumped about the app. He is um, like going to download it day one. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Let's go. This is, this is just the beginning. Movies yeah. can be more. All right. Do you want to kick us off on Thanksgiving or do you want me to go first? I think you probably have a better story than me leave it to you and your theater experiences. But I went to this theater on a whim. I wasn't planning on seeing this movie on Sunday. I was just going to sit at home and watch uh, Talk to Me. I haven't mm-hmm. been able to see it yet. And as the year kind of winds down, I want to catch the movies that I think could crack my top 10. Decided, you know what? No, I'm not watching Napoleon and Thanksgiving on the same day. I'm going to split <laughs> this up. So I buy a ticket for Thanksgiving like 20 minutes before the movie drive over, uh, get a bag of Sour Patch Kids, bring a water bottle in, sit down, 
zero expectations for the movie. You know, I knew that it was out. I knew Eli Roth directed it and it was like a, a spinoff, not really, but it was like a, a movie based off a fake trailer in a double feature from Tarantino mm-hmm. and Rodriguez. So yeah, you know what? I'll give this a shot. Had a great time. Had a great time. Great theater. It was packed, packed on a Sunday night. Um, people like yelling at the screen, like freaking out for the characters, which I thought was fun. A lot of laughs. This movie's sneakily funny. And I don't know, just there was a good environment. And I think it made for a, a pretty decent watch. I'm just going to come out and say that like horror fans in general, I feel like are the most like united group of people like Star Wars fans, Marvel fans, all these fans are so divided. I feel like if you like a good horror movie, like everybody's just on the same page, you know, totally, totally. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's the only one. It's the last yeah, stand. Exactly. Um, I noticed you talked about how you had no expectations before this movie, and I kind of wanted to dive into the thoughts before this movie and our thoughts before Napoleon, because they were very different. Um, Before going into this movie, I knew that I hadn't really liked Eli Roth's stuff in the past. It's a little too like gratuitously gory for me most of the time. And um, I thought that the trailer looked like this was less gross than his other stuff. But I also knew that Grindhouse is like the most disgusting thing um, humanly possible. So I didn't really have any hopes uh, that said, always nice to see a horror movie hit theaters at any time of year. And I'm excited to have a true Thanksgiving movie because we haven't had one of those in a long time. Right. And, you know, maybe we can talk about it when we get to the actual movie. But I think this is one that people may revisit holiday to holiday or Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving. I absolutely uh, think so as well. For me, it's going to be this, The Humans and um, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. But... My theater experience was also great, and if you don't mind, I'm going to couple my theater experience with for Thanksgiving with my theater experience for Napoleon. You did the double feature, didn't you? I did. So <laughs> um, Morgan and I headed out around 11.30, got to the theater around 11.45 for a noon showing of Thanksgiving, and I was like, all right, we're going to be here for the next like six hours, so we're getting a drink, we're getting a popcorn, let's make this happen. And we go up to concessions, we, we order everything and go see Thanksgiving, um, $5 Tuesday, baby. Awesome. Love it. And people were trickling in during like the first 30 minutes of this movie. Like people were coming late for some reason. It was really weird to me. I haven't seen that. I don't think like ever. I, I definitely haven't. Um, there was one time. I'm trying to think of a really good example of this, but there's one theater in particular around this area where there is no like buffer. If the start time is eight o'clock, the movie is starting at eight o'clock. And I think people have grown accustomed to the fact that like, okay, it says online it's starting at eight. So I can get there at eight 20 right as the trailers end and start. But I remember I, I went to go see dead reckoning and I think over half the theater missed the opening scene. Because the movie had started right away at seven o'clock. That's insane. I always go early in case I, I don't want to miss the trailers at all. Um, which, by the way, new Planet of the Apes trailer. I'm so stoked. Ah, oh, dude, I I've set my expectations so low. It looks good. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I just that trilogy was so perfect, and knowing that Mickey Mouse has his paws on it now, and I, I fear that it could get ruined. That's how I feel, but I hope not. Here's my thing. If you show me a movie that has a monkey in it, I'm all in. Have I ever shown you my wallet photos? What is it? No. <laughs> Let me pull these out for you real quick. So the first one is me and Morgan. Very cute, you know. Second one, me and my siblings. And the third one is my spirit animal. And it's this monkey <laughs> drinking a pina colada, man. I fucking love it. <laughs> monkey. Monkey. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. But the theater experience for Thanksgiving, great crowd, just like you. Uh, everybody was laughing at all the right beats. Everybody was uh, like yelling at, at some points. It was awesome. I was really glad to see it. And 
After the movie, it was about two o'clock. Napoleon was showing at three. And so Morgan and I had about an hour to kill. And we were like, okay, well, we can just go down the street to Jewel. We, we were meaning to um, get some groceries anyway. And when we were leaving, I was like, wait, what if they don't like, do you think we can still get refills on this popcorn? Uh, um, if we just bring the tub back in or do you think we have to sit in the lobby for this hour and so we go back and forth for a while and finally I bring it up to the counter I'm like hey um, we've got another movie we're going to see at three is there any way that we can leave and come back with this popcorn and still get a refill and the manager's like oh yeah definitely man go ahead I love it there man everybody everybody's so nice at Kendall 11 I, you were scaring me there for a second. I thought you were going to tell me he was going you know, to hard, hard nosy on this one. But... No, I and we've talked a little bit about um, at the end of the year this year, we are going to do a pod about like uh, awards for the year of 2023. And I think that one of the awards we need to have is the best movie theater um, or the oh. best blast theater. Kendall 11 is my lock for a nomination right now. Okay, I won't give away mine. I think I've talked about it. At the, the at nauseum, yeah, it's <laughs> so good. It's so good. I can't wait to take you there next time you're in Milwaukee. But awesome, yeah, um, it's funny. Before we dive into like actual movie thoughts, there was one part of my theater experience that kind of surprised me. In the trailers, I finally saw after months of controversy and like Instagram pictures of it, the Glenn Powell Sydney Sweeney rom com. Did you get that trailer? Um, which one? It's with uh, Hangman from Top Gun Maverick and the girl from Euphoria. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, man, I was really hoping to get your input on this. I think it looks good, and I've been kind of anti rom com for forever. I like how how to lose a guy in ten days, but this one couldn't tell you the name of it, but it looks good. Can't lie. Interesting. Um, I'll have to check that out. I'm really excited for Argyle. They showed the trailer for that today. Yep. Um, um, I keep seeing the Michael Mann Ferrari trailer. I think it looks good. I Not a fan, huh? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen oh, the trailer. It's and a I'm, gr- sorry, you go. It's just a great like theater trailer. The music and ambience and driver is just such a presence as Enzo Ferrari. It, it's cool. Awesome. I'm doing my best to just not watch any trailers outside of theaters. Um just because I think the theaters are like when I watch them there, I feel more excitement for, for the upcoming movie. So, and just trying to avoid spoilers, you know? Yep. I get it. I just watched a really good tangent about like why trailers like give away too much now, nowadays. And the guy that was given the video, Sean Chandler, he's you know probably our dad's age, a little bit younger talking about like, no, 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 don't get it twisted. Trailers were always like this. They always spoiled way too much, but the kicker was you couldn't watch it on YouTube a hundred times and find all the Easter eggs. You would go to the theater like six months before you saw it, got the sneak peek of the the trailer, like a three-minute tidbit, and that's all you got. And then you roll into the movie half a year later, and you probably forgot all of that, but that's what got you in the seat. So the trailers haven't changed. It's just our accessibility to the trailers. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Are you ready to talk about our thoughts on Thanksgiving? I'm so pumped. This was a really nice surprise, maybe because I didn't have any expectations, but it's a really fun, funny, gory slasher movie. Yeah, I I completely agree. This is my... They don't make them like they used to. Like I, this is an '80s slasher packaged in a in a 2023 setting. I loved it so much. I thought it was. I I, I don't know. I I thought it was pretty much perfect for what it wanted to be. If that makes sense. We always joke on these podcasts like, "Oh, this is a time movie." Within five minutes of this starting, I was like, "Okay, we've got a Steve Watts movie. We do <laughs> that Black Christmas homage." Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. Yeah, Dude, there, were was, of, there, were, there were some good callbacks. Um, I, I was and, dying laughing through the entire uh, shopping sequence, the Black Friday sequence. I was like, oh, my God. 
it's so good. It's so and like it's it's really cheesy and funny. Well, with you know the the angry you know Boston guys you know right outside the 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 fucking mart but yeah um really cool concept it doesn't start as a slasher movie it's this like almost zombie like just claustrophobic gore fest um it was cool i thought it was interesting like i didn't envision eli roth as a guy to make like such a strong statement about consumerism but he did and i i guess it was good um I, I i loved every second of this though i thought it was great the gore wasn't as bad and that i think is a big reason why i liked it okay good and the only other eli roth movie i've seen is green inferno and that's mm. disgusting that movie's disgusting but i don't know I, I i always get squeamish when it comes to gore so i turned away a couple times but it never felt uh it's hard to explain but the characters are almost so unlikable to a point where it's funny or like, like I can, I'm okay with them getting mutilated this way. It's really hard which, to explain. Which characters did you think were so unlikable? Well, I feel like that might spoil it, but sure. um, a lot of them are just kind of assholes or just bad people or made bad mistakes. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it didn't feel gross just to be gross. Yeah, like there was purpose behind it. I I agree with that. It wasn't that the kills weren't super long and drawn out. Um, one of them was kind of bordering on on a little gratuity. Um, I think you know which one I'm talking about. It's shown partially in the trailer uh, with the oven. And <laughs> otherwise, though, I I think it was really like for an Eli Roth movie, tame. <laughs> um, you so you haven't seen like Hostel. Um, only like clips on YouTube. <laughs> that one's gross. Yeah, just, I didn't know that was Eli Roth. Just like Saw, you're just watching the kills in, <laughs> in the movies I, or what? Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. These movies are hard for me to go to. I like, e- even for something as cheesy as this, like you'll catch me like plugging, plugging one ear, like squinting, just bracing Doing the Napoleon every- and just fire. <laughs> okay. Have to ask you without spoiling like the full-on kill what was your favorite kill mine involved funny enough a dumpster um oh man that's tough i think that is also my favorite kill okay okay then i'll honorable mention um the i don't even know like the tourniquet um it takes place takes place in an apartment Oh, that's a good one. Um, I do also like the the kill in the Black Friday sequence um, where the girl gets run over by the shopping cart and gets her oh. head squished together. Oh, that one was that one was gross. That one was yes, really gross. Was. Yes, it was. Um, this is I, I want I want to talk about the cast for a little bit because a lot of these people aren't very well known. Um, I introduced you as McDreamy because. In the like three episodes I've seen of Grey's Anatomy from my sister, I know that the sheriff in this movie is is a doctor there. Yes. Um, we have the like bald guy from Suits, and then like two unknowns. The the girl who plays Jessica, I don't think I've ever seen before. I don't think I've seen Bobby or Evan or Scuba. Um, but along with those guys is Addison Ray. What are your thoughts on Addison Ray in this movie? Why is she here? But I, th- I thought she was fine. She played the part of campy, cheesy high school teenage girl. I don't know. But it kind of threw me off a bit seeing her there. I honestly, I've I've watched the trailer for this, I think, once at one other movie I've seen. And I did not know she was in it. And I was I like, didn't either. <laughs> I, I I looked at Morgan like five minutes in. I was like, "Is that Addison Ray? <laughs> what the hell?" Yeah. Um, that, I think this is was... exactly the type of movie that she needs to be in, though. If she wants to be in uh, like a growing actress, I mean, we saw she's all that, which was uh, a disaster in every way. But I feel like this was the kind of thing she needed um I, I think supporting roles in smaller movies are the way to grow grow her career maybe what do you think Derek shepherd's uh like mindset was here he's uh mcdreamy by the way 
Like okay. what, what was his, what was his mindset thinking? Okay, I was a TV star juggernaut for 15 years. Now let's go play a kind of Boston sheriff in a like B movie slasher movie. Honestly, I have no idea, man. I just think have, it was just, just having like a good a, time. Yeah, let's let's have some fun, man. Um, I think he was really well cast for it, though. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I thought he was great. They, um, another thing that we haven't even talked about yet. I really like like John Carver, the the villain of this movie. Uh, you know, obviously that's the alias that that's just the right. John Carver mask, the pilgrim mask. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be like a Halloween costume for years to come. I think it's going to be sneaky, iconic, not as crazy as Ghostface, but something more like the Terrifier clown. I think it's more along the lines of um, what's that one movie where she keeps re- Happy Death Day? Ah, okay. This mask gave me a similar vibe to where it's kind of creepy, but he also kind of always looks cross-eyed. And so I found myself laughing a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the masks in Point Break where they've got like the rubber president masks. Yeah. <laughs> have, I, have I ever told you that story? So I was like eight or nine years old and my dad had already introduced me to Point Break, the Keanu Patrick Swayze movie. Right. And I dressed up as Swayze I had like the Nixon mask on and like a gangster suit I'm like nine years old mind you and I'd have parents come up like oh are are you dressed as President Nixon no I'm dressed as Patrick Swayze from Point Break (laughs) it's an all-time favorite costume you're such a nerd man oh my god that's awesome that's a good one I also dressed up as the Terminator I had this I really hope producer Jack finds a picture of this, but I have a Terminator mask where half the face is Terminator. Half the face is like really shitty Arnold Schwarzenegger with like spiky brown hair. I God, I hope I can find that mask. I surely I have it at the house. I had some good costumes growing up. I saw um, somebody sent me a video of this guy building a FNAF, like 3D printing a Freddy Fazbear costume for his nephew. And I'm very jealous. It looked awesome. That's perfect. That's perfect. I'm going to do a spring trap one and then get <laughs> locked in the suit. Jesus. Um, in in all honesty, though, this is one of the most fun movies I've seen this year. Um, Hands down. I had a ton of fun here and maybe that's partially due to the crowd and like how into it they were but I just caught myself smiling the whole time it was refreshing I feel like we've been it's either like the Oscar push movies that are three hours long or Mm -hmm. some stinkers so it was nice to have something just to sit back and enjoy. I agree. Um, And I I wrote down in my notes here that this is probably going to end up on my top 10 favorites of the year, but it's not one of the best five movies or 10 movies I've seen this year. Um, This is a a Steve favorite though. Like you said, it's a Steve movie. Yeah. I hard to argue it like, cause I saw it first. This made me so happy because typically it's me like, or you plug in the movie like, Oh, Ty's going to love this one. I got to this one first and, I was able to call that out. I, it's nice to nice to catch one of those once in a while. Man, it's nice for somebody to make a movie for my demographic uh, once in a while. Like right. this, this just crazy horror lover who appreciates every joke in them. Do you think this movie's going to get a sequel? Yeah, I would assume it would. I think it's doing fairly well at the box office. I don't have the numbers to back it up, though. I don't either, but. And I couldn't even tell you if a lot of people are seeing it, but I feel like everyone that is seeing it is giving it a very good review. I think it's doing well on Letterboxd, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a fun movie. It's a fun watch. And I don't know, It's it probably didn't cost that much to make. So I can't imagine, yeah. Kind of a no-brainer here. You know, aside from like a couple of like weird conveniences, I would say, uh, at, in the third act, there are a couple of characters that like teleport and yeah. maybe maybe that was intentional. I really hope it was. Um, that would just make it even funnier and feel like an 80s horror movie. But mm-hmm. if not, th- that would be my only flaw. I I was just cracking up the whole time. It was great. I'm, I'm so glad you enjoyed it as much as I did. I was worried um, watching it that you were going to say like, oh, yeah, it was good. But just like not really my thing. Um, this is a good 
I don't know, a bridge for us, I guess. Um, <laughs> it finally, we're, we're so due. Yeah, honestly, I feel like we go on these stretches where like we agree on four movies in a row and then the next four movies just make me hate you. <laughs> well, how are we feeling about the next one? Maybe it's a good time to jump. Uh, let's let's keep it on Thanksgiving for a minute here. Um, I want I want to hear your comps, man. Oh, I've got some good ones. I've got some good ones. So I already mentioned this at first when we first started talking, but this is literally Scream. Like, you can pick any movie from the franchise. It's super meta. A lot of the characters are campy. Just the movie, you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's well made and it's a fun watch. It's Scream, but light. Yeah, I um, exiting the theater, I told Morgan that this is a less sophisticated Scream. This is that's the first comp that came to my mind as well. Yeah. I, um, another one too. Like I keep saying this movie is just dumb fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. I don't know why I love it, but I do. And another movie that I feel that way about is Talladega Nights. I think that movie is so (laughs) stupid, but I can't help but love it. Shake and bake, baby. Hell yeah. Um, one of my, (laughs) uh, Morgan's, uh, roommates, uh, one of, her roommates and her boyfriend dressed up as Ricky Bobby and uh, whatever John C. Riley's character's name is there. And I ran into them while they were dressed like that. And I was like, Oh, you got your big red. And they didn't know what I was talking about. I was you like, no way. Big red. If you don't chew big red, then fuck you. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was looking for. Um, yeah. The, the next cop I have is, this is like scrolling through liminal space pictures at 2 a.m. on a Thursday night. Have you, <laughs> have you ever done anything like this? No. So in this movie, they do a great job of one of my favorite things that anybody does in movies. And it's isolating characters in public places where there's nobody. And <laughs> like if you've ever been at a school when it's like nine o'clock and it's dark out and nobody else is there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You get this like feeling in the pit of your stomach. Like I should not be here right now. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, liminal space pictures though. Help me out. Liminal spaces are like um, spaces that are like kind of between two points. So like if you're walking home alone at night and you're like, oh, well, it'd be easier to cut through this like tunnel or something then the tunnel is kind of like a liminal space but basically i think of them as just public places that are empty that make you feel like you want to throw up because you're scared you're there when nobody else is yeah this just sounds like the back rooms to me which honestly yeah that that is that is kind of true that checks out um my final comp it's not movie related but that's okay i think it makes it better the comp is thanksgiving the holiday okay (laughs) i love this holiday it's great food. I get to play football with my family. Uh, get to catch up with good, like the family members I want to catch up with. A lot of laughs. You know, they they live in the middle of the no middle of nowhere. So after like five o'clock, when it gets dark, it's very scary over there. Mm-hmm. So like I just feel like the holiday, like the Patterson holiday, uh, it's a good comp for this movie. I like that a lot. My last comp is this is the visit. If it was actually scary. <laughs> <laughs> And that's honestly just largely stemming from the oven, man. <laughs> I, you beat me to it. I, it needs cleaning. Get in. <laughs> I'm still disappointed that one of those kids didn't get at least a little bit burned in that, in that movie. I thought they had an opportunity for a genuinely like horrifying moment. And M night fumbled. I mean, shocker. You know, it's yeah. funny. We t- I feel like we've talked about this before. I didn't like the visit. It was not for me. Maybe I was expecting some like nuanced horror movie at the time and yeah. not looking to have fun. So that's my fault. But I don't love the visit. I like it and don't love it. Um, I think the kids are awesome in it, though. I, I'm surprised. I feel like I haven't seen them in anything else since. Oh, my gosh. Give me a break, dude. I am like picturing the rap stuff. Like yeah, it's white, hilarious. Dude, the kid's, the kid's a comedian. He could have been in Good Boys, the that Seth Rogen movie from a while back. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, I, I can get behind that. But another another cool segment we do, I know we got our comps in, but another thing I want to keep pushing is 
this concept of a double feature. Like you see Thanksgiving, what else do you need to follow up with? And for me, similar to my comp, I'm not going back to the original Scream. I'm going to 2022 Scream, the the fifth the fifth one in the franchise. I think it plays more into the campiness, meta-ness. I, I don't know. I think there's more fun. It doesn't take itself as seriously as the original, which is more in line with Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, I would watch that double feature, completely honest. Uh, and honestly, anything is better than <laughs> than Thanksgiving to Napoleon. But <laughs> I yeah. coupled this with Black Christmas. I thought, I think that if you time it right, you have this like right before Thanksgiving, you, you've got Christmas on the mind already. I think it works really, really well. Um, you see kind of the start of the slasher genre and where it's gone to now. Um, I, I've it's got me wanting to watch Black Christmas just leaving the theater. That's a great take. You know what's funny is of all of the the movies you recommended, that's probably like top three, top four, where I listened to Steve Watts give me a movie rec. I watched it and loved it. It's in it's top three, top four. Awesome. I'm I'm glad. I think that movie is very underappreciated because it's associated with Christmas. Um I think that if it was I don't know, like a a black Valentine's Day or something. Maybe maybe it gets a little more attention. But I know that there are a lot of Christmas purists out there who hate a Christmas horror movie like Krampus or this. In an alternate universe, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. That's all I have to say about Thanksgiving. Yeah, and anything else? No, I'm like gnawing at the bit. I I want to know what you thought of Napoleon. Okay, um, I, I mentioned this before. I want to give my thoughts before the movie first. And I had absolutely no desire to see this. I know you felt similarly with some of the texts you sent me. I was dying laughing. Um, but I guess my the big question rattling around my head uh, was, why is every good director making just long, boring movies right now? And who is the intended audience for this? Like... <laughs> It, it, oh, it baffles brother. me. I was thinking the exact same thing watching it. I <laughs> so frustrating, but we'll dive in. But who is watching this movie? I'm really curious. Like when Apple gave Ridley Scott three hundred million dollars, like what was the what was the math behind it? I I can't imagine. Um, I <laughs> I was talking to my mom. I asked her that question, and she was like. Oh well, your sister would probably really like it because uh, my oldest sister is uh, was a history major in college, and I was like, okay. And I text her, "Hey, are you gonna go see Napoleon?" She texts me back, "What is that?" <laughs> so, Ouch. if it is reaching that target audience, I don't think it's working. Um, I don't know it, the theater experience. I, I I wrote down here that heading into this after Thanksgiving. Felt like taking that Marie Antoinette march to the guillotine, man. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Morgan for sticking this out with me. We seriously were at the theaters from like 1145 until like 545, which is insane. I think it's the longest I've ever spent at a theater uh, consecutively. Dude, I mean, I was falling asleep in this movie. I can't imagine you. You had an extra two, maybe three hours there. Yeah, it was rough. Um, the theater itself, though, I, th- I thought was great. The The audience I had was really great again. Um, there are a number of sex scenes in this, and everybody was dying laughing every time they happened. Um, until in one of the last ones, uh, some guy like down the, down the aisle from me was like, Yo, what is this guy, a fucking rabbit? And I was, everybody just started dying laughing. It was an awesome theater moment. Um, and yeah, Kendall 11, seriously can't recommend uh, anything more than that if you're in the Oswego area. Fair enough. That's funny, man. Like I, I, I wasn't expecting much. Opening night on a Monday. What a bad idea, number one. But um, I go at 4.30 right after work. I'm figure there is not going to be anyone in this theater wrong. It was packed, like almost oh a, a full house at four 30 on a Monday. A lot of old, a <laughs> lot of old heads though. So it was dead quiet. No one was laughing. It was just a vanilla ice cream theater experience until, um, the last like 15 minutes. Um, the movie is like, 
you can tell it's it's wrapping up here. It's kind of in a sorrow moment. And one of the seniors <laughs> down at the end of the at the bottom of the, the movie theater, he must have left to go get popcorn and forgot where he was sitting. And it wasn't one of those where he had like a flashlight going seat to seat. It was he was grumpy. He was like, God, God damn it. Damn it. Where's my seat? <laughs> I can't see a damn thing. He's all oh, alone, no. and he's oh, like no. poking people, like, uh, "What, what, what seat number are you? What, what?" This goes on for five minutes. It's not like a one-off, like thirty-five second thing. It's Napoleon, like Joaquin Phoenix, giving some serious acting chops, like with Vanessa Kirby, and he's just yapping it up in row two because he can't <laughs> find his his seat. He was wa- he walked like to three different aisles. Like, oh my god! Sh- surely you can't get that lost. It's like Little Fish that's that's horrible um <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny it was kind of and i you know i was looking for a little little pick me up i was getting yeah, tired fair. before we talk about our thoughts on this movie we both agreed that we did not want to see this at all um and we held ourselves to it because we had made that stupid instagram post announcing the schedule for november um and we made a list of what we would rather watch than napoleon I want to go through that right now because your responses had me laughing out loud. Okay. All right. Well, are you starting it up then? You got it. Take it away, man. (laughs) So I want to give context to my answers too, because I already put them, (laughs) I already put them on TikTok, and I had like literally 15 comments in 20 minutes. Like, bro, just don't see it then. Like, (laughs) just don't go. Like, (laughs) this sounds awful. Like, no, you don't get it. This is my job. I have to. All right. But first, first one, uh, we have the Daytona 500. I figure <laughs> nothing better, nothing better than watching cars drive around in a circle for three hours. And I'll even add an asterisk, like no Jeff Gordon or like Jimmy Johnson to watch. You're just watching like Denny Hamlin or something. Just misery. But it's better than going to see Napoleon. Okay. Yep. My, my, my second option here. Um, I'm a big rounders guy. I'm a big poker guy, but I don't know. Something about an eight hour live stream of the world series of poker sounds just slightly better than like three hours of Joaquin Phoenix having sex. So I'm leaning, (laughs) I'm I'm leaning poker live stream for eight hours. Then from there, uh, this is one of my dad's favorite TV shows, gold rush. I think it's on like the history channel or some shit. I don't know, but I feel like there's more character work and, more stakes, more investment in that show than anything I was going to find in Napoleon. So I'd rather watch Gold Rush with my dad. <laughs> and then my final, my final thing I'd rather watch is the movie Parasite without the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> That's just disrespectful. Um... <laughs> I did not want to go see this movie. I did not either. My comps or, or my uh, what what would I rather watch than Napoleon started off with a small, <laughs> I think it's either eight or ten hour film. It's called Paint Drying by Charlie <laughs> Shackleton. <laughs> is that real? It is. It was made in protest of um, the British like motion picture rating as- association or whatever it's called over there. Um, basically they charge you like a certain amount to submit a film and then a certain amount per minute that the film is long. And it was preventing like independent filmmakers from being able to put out, uh, their movies. And so he put a either eight or 10 hour video of just paint drying and the, the, <laughs> the ratings board had to watch the whole thing. <laughs> so it's like this big, like protest prank. Um, The second thing I said is uh, watching the two best offenses of all time. The Patriots play the Steelers. Oh, (laughs) whatever the under is, take it. (laughs) This is a three to nothing game, man. It's (laughs) the worst Thursday night football game you can. Absolutely. Um, The next one I had is the Star Wars holiday special. Oh. Oh, my God. I don't know if I've ever made it more than like 35 minutes into that before, but it's got it's better than this. And um, the last one is: Do you have a Roku? I do. No way you're going. This. No way. The last one I have is just the the Roku fish tank screensaver. 
Come on. Come on. There's no way. Oh, poor Ridley Scott just getting dick kicked right now by two goobers. Who's he making it for, man? I, Not I'll us. kick off the thoughts right here. I think Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a better Napoleon movie than this. Maybe Napoleon Dynamite too. Honestly, <laughs> fuck it. I there are okay. Jokes aside, you know this is these were our thoughts before the movie. But like, I saw the movie. Yes, it's long. Yes, there were times I wanted to fall asleep. There were times I wanted to go home. But like, there there are a couple redeeming qualities here. I thought Phoenix and Kirby are great. Kirby, quite the standout. But that's Kirby. She's gonna mm-hmm. be she's gonna be in a lot of movies for a long time. So. That was a, quite the standout there. It's technically sound. A lot of great action set pieces with minimal CGI. I was surprised by that part. And a surprisingly great score. I found myself getting really fired up for a lot of the action scenes, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, I, this movie's just long. Like it, It's so long that I, I have a really hard time praising it beyond what I just did. Yeah, I I would give this movie a D or maybe a oh. D plus. And that's for one big reason. Uh, and it's that I feel like this movie is confused about what it wants to do. It's both way too long and also too short. Because I think you would agree with me that the war scenes in this are absolutely the highlight. I think there's a shot really well. I think Ridley Scott did a great job of showing kind of the horrifying things that happen in war, especially in that era of war um, with like even Napoleon's first uh, like five minutes. He, he giddies up his horse and the horse just gets shot with a cannon to the chest. And I, I found myself saying like, dang, this is gorier than Thanksgiving. <laughs> I said the exact same thing. Swear to God. Awesome. Uh, there's a brutal beheading at the beginning too, which I was like, Jesus. Then the personal scenes are like kind of scattered throughout. And I think that's where the movie really dragged. But I guess my question is to Ridley Scott, like, is he trying to make a movie about like a, a, a great general or like a greatly accomplished general who had a downfall and focus on his like career or is he going for the personal stuff because to me i went into this movie and exited this movie with the same idea of who napoleon was as a person and it's just like i don't know yeah i i think i understood what he was going for but it was all stuff i had already assumed about napoleon great leader because of his insecurities and his desire to be great just it in a pursuit of compensation. And I think the cut to the personal scenes, that was the intention. He's obviously very insecure at all. And honestly kind of reminded me of raging bull, uh, mm. Jake LaMotta, De Niro's character, just extremely paranoid, but it doesn't dive far, far enough in, in Napoleon to your point. Like this movie needed to be like a limited series to really unpack all of that with jo- Josephine, or you condense this down to like, an hour and 52 minutes and just make it an awesome like Patton-esque general movie. I completely agree. I wrote down here. I think the original cut of this has to be north of six hours, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny that you're like talking about it, not knowing what it wants to be. I agree in a different sense. Like I, I found myself really engaged in the non-battle stuff, but like the pivots and jumps between, um, it just it shot the pacing for me. It it shot the like I guess the vibe of the movie. Like I never got a real chance to unpack Napoleon as a character. Because mm-hmm. by the time they started to peel back a layer, we're like, we're gonna go take out Austria now or like go partner up with Austria. It was just too all over the place. I agree. And the I think the best scene in this movie by far, I don't think there's really a spoiler risk because we're talking about historical events. Um, I think the best scene is like that, like battle on the ice with Austria and I think it's Russia. Russia. I thought that was really well shot, really well done. Um, But yeah, otherwise 
I, I, I thought it was interesting how much time was devoted to each thing because they devoted that much time to the battle uh, between Austria and Russia and France. And then Moscow and St. Petersburg was like probably a total of maybe like max 10 minutes in this movie. And it's, it kind of cuts from him leading his troops to just straight back to him being exiled. And I thought there was not enough of a transition there uh, a little bit. I also thought Waterloo was insanely underwhelming. I don't know about you. Apple just ran out of money. I think that's what happened. Like they, they showed their hand. <laughs> it's funny. Like we're talking about this awesome scene on the ice, taking it, taking out Russia or that young leader. Um, that happens like 90 minutes into the movie. Like I checked my watch like, Oh my God, you're kidding. Yeah. I checked my watch North of 10 times. That is a problem. <laughs> That is a problem. Yeah, it is. And it just comes back to, I'm not really interested in this. And maybe I'm the target audience is the other thing. Like, I don't know if you remember, but there's a TikTok trend going around of like, how often do you think of the Holy Roman Empire? Man, I think of the French Revolution like once a week. It's it's up there for me. And I had no interest in seeing this. Ah, that's such a bummer. Like, okay, so... You sit down for the movie, and now you know that it's not just like black masses or like Black Sabbath playing in the background and Napoleon wiping countries out. It's talking about his backstory and like showing that insecurity, showing his very bizarre and complicated love story with the Empress. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you want that story to be unraveled and dive more into Napoleon's psyche, or did you want to see him just run the gauntlet and take every country down? I honestly would have been happy with either one, but I think the the combination of both is trying to do too much. It's too messy. I completely agree. I also I, was very frustrated. This movie ends, uh, like in the credits, it has Napoleon fought in 61 battles. We get like four here, and it was making me doubt throughout. Like, if this guy's always home, where, where like, I thought he led a lot more battles than this, but... I don't know. I, I think the timing kind of gets messed up with that, too. Yeah, it's it's just messy. Like going into the movie, I think I wanted to see that. I wanted to see the 61 battle gauntlet and him just burn out and just uh, fly too close to the sun. After seeing the movie, after seeing how good Vanessa Kirby was paired up with Joaquin Phoenix, that is something that I hope is being talked about, but I haven't seen it enough with a talent as strong as Joaquin Phoenix. I'd say he's one of the best working today for her to go toe to toe and maybe have the best performance in the movie. That is tip my cap. It was really cool to see. And I wanted more of it. I wish we got a little bit more Vanessa Kirby and their dynamic. I agree. One thing that I keep on talking about things that bugged me, but this movie really was frustrating one of my biggest pet peeves in any movie is when people are in a country and they just talk in English. I was really bothered by like this movie should have had at least some French. Um, But I mean, they weren't even talking in accents. So I I don't know. Yeah. And you know, that's a tough one. I, it's a toss up for me. Sometimes I understand it. Like, look, just commit to one, like either go all in on the French accents or Mm -hmm. do none of it. They clearly did none of it. But I think to your point, there are even scenes like where it's just like Russian generals talking amongst each other, and it's in English with Russian accents. Doesn't make a, doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Not at all. And I was talking to my mom about this, and she was like, "Yeah, uh, we just watched Equalizer three recently, and even they just <laughs> did Italian subtitles when the Italian people were talking to each other." I was like, "Come on, guys!" Even yeah, even uh, uh, Antoine, he's he's cooking over there. You know what's funny? Um, Totally random, but did you see that those two are pairing up, uh, Denzel and, uh, gosh, I have the toughest time pronouncing his last name, Fuqua, uh, training sure. day director, Equalizer. Antoine, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're doing Hannibal Lecter. Denzel's going to be Hannibal. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. I'm, I'm excited. I haven't seen Denzel in a villain role, and I don't, I don't know if I ever have. Does Flight? I, yes, you have. Um, training day, American gangster. Um, I think flight counts. Yeah. 
I guess. But I also feel like when Denzel's on screen, I'm rooting for Denzel no matter yep. what. I know that that's what's so funny. Um, <laughs> is he like a top three favorite for you? Like it's always been like Denzel, Bob De Niro, Jack Nicholson for me. Like and like bouncing around. Like obviously TC's now in the conversation, but I've always been a Denzel guy, even as a kid. I don't know if he's top three. I think he's top five for sure. I think that later on, JDW is going to pass him up, though. Wow, that's crazy. Like, for favorite or more talented? Favorite. Okay, that makes sense. More talent. I think Denzel might be the most talented actor of all time. That's not a ridiculous take. I think it's... I'm still going Bob De Niro. Probably Jack Nicholson first. I don't know. Den- Denzel is top, Denzel's top three for me. For both. Sounds good. Saber good. <laughs> Love you, Denzel. <laughs> have you seriously not seen Training Day? I think I have. It's just been a while. Okay. Um, like, I've that's a Steve it. movie. If you love Denzel, dude, the lead is Ethan Hawke. Dude, I know. I know. I, I think I have seen it. It's just been a long time. I need to revisit. I've got it on DVD. <laughs> it's a great, great watch. Definitely recommend. Awesome. But um, back to the snooze fest. What yes. else do we want to dunk on Napoleon for? I I don't know. I just it's frustrating for me. My mom was talking to me about um like the eras of film. Like what is defining the uh, movies? And um Captain Marvel, if you haven't seen, had made 65 million after a projected 250 million opening weekend. Um <laughs> and so when you look at like the eighties, I think of that for their horror movies. I think of the nineties for their action movies. I think of the two thousands for the, like the YA um, adaptations, like hunger games, Harry Potter, fifth wave, all of those divergent. And then the 2010s was obviously dominated by superheroes. And I think that this like 2020s here is just going to be independent films and director passion projects is, is the way it seems to go with A24's rise um, and the kind of liberation of, of budgets after the Snyder cut. Yeah, very interesting. And I'm curious, like which which is going to be course corrected faster? Obviously, Marvel's trending downwards. And I think people are, as we've talked about already, like, People are getting kind of annoyed with the director passion projects with Bo's Afraid, even Killers, The Killer, um, and now Napoleon. Like, Which one are people going to get fed up with faster? I know that Marvel kind of has a head start, but it could be a closer race than people think. It's so interesting to me because on the Marvel side, you have people frustrated because the directors don't have enough creative control. And on the passion project side, they have too much. It's an impossible conundrum. It's like we're giving, it's not that we're giving power to the wrong people. It's just, there needs to be some kind of checks in place. Like, dude, Ridley Scott's 85. If you give him 300 million, he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. He's not going to listen to anybody. Right. Um, Like, I don't know. This one's weird for me. Does, you know, 45 year old Ridley Scott with some studio mandates or like a little more, I don't know hesitation it, does he make this a better movie is it more airtight or do you go the show route like i don't know what he does 30 years ago if he makes this movie i don't think he does make this movie 30 years ago and for me whenever i see a biopic this is also i think part of the reason why i'm so frustrated with it when i see a biopic i'm thinking uh, especially from a director as talented as ridley scott all right how is this compared to the social network it's like miles and miles below. Um, yeah. You it, can even you can dive into this year. I mean, Oppenheimer is light years, not only yeah. better but more entertaining, and it's longer. It's it's longer and it feels twice as short, man. It, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's it's disappointing. I mean, you wonder how much the studios save some of these movies. I guess. Yeah, you know. They're gifting a curse, letting Snyder get his Justice League out. Now, who knows what the repercussions are going forward? Yeah. Um, that said, I, I want to talk about the cops for this movie. We've dunked on it so much. I think these are going to be keep great. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Just <laughs> you want me to kick these pedal. off since you, since you went first on Thanksgiving? Yeah. 
first one I had, this was immediately coming to mind while I was watching the movie. This is history class without the funniest teacher in the school. Oh. <laughs> it's this is like one of those movies you have to watch in a push to get like extra credit on the exam you got like a 62 percent on yep exactly um the next one i had this is braveheart without any of the passion yeah like napoleon gives like a little like 10 second speech um that you can't even really understand any of what he says um when this is kind of nearing its end in waterloo and I was I was just like, damn, they 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 need a um give us freedom or give us death moment, you know? <laughs> totally. God, you got me one to watch Braveheart. You know what's funny before you keep going? My my grandma's favorite movie is Braveheart. <laughs> so weird. So weird. It's that and Dr. Schwago. Like, Interesting. I, yeah, she's a total movie buff like us. That's yeah, wild. We don't t- we don't talk about a lot and you know, her memory slipping. Like we talk about the same like five things and we've been doing it for the last like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. But one of them is movies. Like, dude, she can rattle off actors from like nineteen thirty seven, like it's her job. So that's... we'll we'll we can still talk about that stuff, which is cool. That's awesome. Um it, it's a blast story right there. And yeah. <laughs> next comp I had, I don't think you've seen this one. This is Barry Lyndon. Without the good character work. Barry Lyndon is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. It's <laughs> it's set, I think, around the same era where it, it's a Kubrick film, though. So it's masterfully made and you like actually get to know the character. Um, but, oh, my God, uh, is it boring? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. Never seen it. And the last one, I, I mentioned saying that walking into this felt like walking to the guillotine. The, the the better cop this is taking the act man oh just dreading oh. it all week knowing that i've got to see this fucking movie knowing you got to take the test and then you go in and you're like oh god damn it what a waste of my time let me add to this comp too because there's an element to the act where you finish the exam and then you have to sit there and wait till they gather all the test materials. It's like this movie kind of ends and you have another 30 minutes. It's like, oh my God. I just want to get out of here. Yeah, cut it at his first exile, maybe. Yeah, right. Um, my first comp is The Last Dance, but Michael Jordan is extremely insecure and we hear about it every 20 minutes. So, and you have to marathon it too. So it's like all 10 episodes and. <laughs> You're cutting between Jordan being the greatest competitor, greatest basketball player of all time, and then like you cut to him like upset that his wife talked to a guy, and he's just like freaking out that he's not the goat yet. <laughs> just miserable. Oh um, god! Another one for me here again, like leaning on the whole concept of Napoleon. Just I don't know, being a winner is rocky, but not inspiring. You know, this doesn't make me want to go to the gym. Doesn't make me want to go conquer the world. Napoleon just looks like a loser, like someone that flew too close to the sun. He's not Balboa. Couldn't get, he couldn't Rocky, knock down Apollo. It's Rocky four from Apollo's point of view. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's tough. No, it's like, it's like uh Balboa and Rocky five where he's got like brain damage and like has <laughs> lost all his money. Oh God. Uh, third comp chest day, but your shoulder hurts. There are elements of this movie that are awesome. Great score. Vanessa Kirby's great. Like things to enjoy. But you know, you know, every 20 minutes, you know, after that like 12th rep, your right shoulder starts with that tweak. You know, every lifter knows what I'm talking about. So everyone's got shoulder pain. And chest day is the best day of the week, but you got to deal with that shoulder pain. So it's like every 20 minutes of this movie, it's like, God, God damn it. All right. Check your watch. Maybe get a quick stretch in and get back oh. to work. It was cracking me up. Uh, I was at dinner before this, and we had to delay to delay the pod slightly. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to be home by 8:30 uh, to shoot this." And my mom goes, "What's going to happen if you're there at 8:31? Ty's going to do three more pull-ups." <laughs> Come on, probably. Probably. You know what's funny is I uh, I haven't hit my calorie goal yet for the day, or like my macros. I'm like, ah, well, I got I got like four minutes before we pod. Do I? Do I wait and make something afterwards, or do I drink three raw eggs and just be done with oh it for God. the day? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I, Proud of I'm you. Gonna, gonna have a couple yogurts or something after this. 
But all right. Um, enough about me, though. Um, my fourth and final comp is waking up in the middle of the night. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you're supposed to, you have to get up for school at like 6:30, but you randomly wake up alert at two o'clock, and you have this moment moment of excitement, like oh my god, like I still have four hours to sleep, and then you don't enjoy any of it. You just go right back to sleep. There was a moment in this movie we've talked about it where they attack Russia on the ice, and it's this awesome moment, great set piece, great score. Napoleon's a badass. Wow. And then the scene's over. It's like, holy shit, I'm tired again, and I don't want to be here. I'm going back to sleep. That's that's a good comp. Um, I can I I have heard of the feeling, but as you know, I don't sleep. So yeah, seriously, <laughs> right, my my mistake. This probably happens during the day for you. Oh yeah. Is there any last jabs you want to throw? Um, just after the bell, couple cheap shots at Napoleon before I close this out. Yeah, um, not a jab, you know. <laughs> I guess a subtle, a subtle jab. Uh, <laughs> biopic about Napoleon, super long movie, but not that fun. I would follow this up immediately with Oppenheimer. You know, go rip this, go rip Napoleon, suffer for two hours and forty three minutes, and then dive into Oppenheimer. It's a better three hour biopic. I love that. I'm I'm sorry I blanked on the double feature uh, of segment. My my double feature would be called Bonaparte is Afraid. I can couple <laughs> this with Bo, and you just watch Joaquin Phoenix go insane for six hours. <laughs> what would you rather watch, Bo's Afraid or Napoleon? Um, is neither an option? Like I, I guess I I think Napoleon because it's slightly shorter. Bo is afraid because it's funnier. Fair. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. The, that guy saying, what is he, a rabbit? Had me actually rolling on the floor, man. It was... <laughs> what a so comment. This, okay, here's a question for you. Which sex scene is weirder? The ones in this movie or Bo is afraid? <laughs> <laughs> um, weirder, Napoleon. Funnier, Bo is afraid. Dude, I'm not... I think that's... I think the sex scene in Bo is Afraid is the funniest scene the enti- of the entire year. I was laughing for like 15 minutes. I, I, God, that movie. God, that movie's so I, I honestly, the more I think about it, the more I love it. I, I, you love to see those movies. Um, I'm going, I'm going Napoleon sex scenes are weirder, especially no spoilers here. The one where he crawls under the long table where he's like, ma ma ma, like just making weird noises. <laughs> it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Thankfully, Morgan was in the bathroom, so he didn't have to experience any weird moments there. Uh, that brother's starving. Which, my last thought before closing this out is, Morgan and I both had to go to the bathroom for the last 30 minutes of Thanksgiving, and we held it. We immediately just went to the bathroom during Napoleon. <laughs> that's when you know. That's when yep. you know. Um, that's like a, that's a new criteria is, did Chris Talkman not review this movie, or did you go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie? Those are two <laughs> things. Those are two criteria for this movie wasn't good. Oh, my God. Uh- <laughs> Stuckman catching strays. Okay, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Blast Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at blastmovies.net to stay up to date on all our latest content and news, as well as our Instagram at blast underscore movies underscore and our TikTok at blast.movies where we're posting podcast clips. We hope you all had a great Thanksgiving and we'll catch you next week.